Hi everyone and welcome to Empowering the Opposition. My name is Dr. Nafis Alam and our topic today will be seasonal monogamy, the concept of short-term dating exclusivity with set expiration dates. I think it goes without saying that we are living uh, in an age where we are all about uh, modifying and customizing everything to our very specific liking. Everything must fit us and if it doesn't, even if it's a little bit off, uh, we're ready to get rid of it. We're ready to uh, rethink how it should look. Uh, you can sort of use an analogy of technology uh, where your phones and uh, your, your video games, your TVs are all set to your specific customized modifications. So this way it feels like it's your own. Um, you know, it belongs to you in that kind of way. Same thing with furniture. We've got uh, ways to lift furniture, raise furniture, lower furniture, um, with uh, with everything you know, with your time, uh, how you spend it, uh, what you spend it on, and so comes forth the idea that perhaps even romantic relationships should be approached in this um, must be customized to fit my exact modifications uh, mentality approach, and with seasonal monogamy. Um, I think some of the responses that I've been getting from uh, listeners of past podcasts is that, you know, it makes sense to want to be single and want to uh, not be engaged in romantic relationships sometimes. And then at other times, there's something of value uh, gained in pursuing something um, or even having something that cannot be measured uh, quantitatively, which is anything emotional uh, for the most part. And so the concept of seasonal monogamy is something that uh, that I've been thinking about. I haven't done much research on it. I don't know if it's my own idea. I doubt that it is. I'm as unoriginal as it gets when it comes to thought. But I'm sure someone has thought of it. And the idea is essentially, uh, for me anyway, because, you know, a little bit of self-disclosure uh, here. Uh, I love uh, being single. I can't imagine not being uh, single. I can't imagine being committed for the rest of my life to a relationship. It sounds like my own personal hell, but um, I do get the inclination toward some sort of a relationship, especially during the holiday season. Um, you might think of it like between Thanksgiving and Christmas, or maybe more Thanksgiving until January 2nd, let's say. Um Sometimes, not all the time, but there are pockets of time during that uh, that particular season, the holiday season, um, when people like myself might feel inclined toward uh, monogamy uh, and some sort of a romantic relationship. Uh, and then, of course, the other uh, pr part of the year, uh, anything, uh, nothing could be further from the truth as far as monogamy and, and relationships are concerned. So for those people, and infusing this concept of customization and modification to fit one's exact needs, the concept of seasonal monogamy is such that you find someone to be in a relationship with um, for, let's say in this example, for the holiday season. And uh, it sounds overly professional, uh, but sometimes it has to be uh, very clear cut and professional in order to, um, I suppose you can't prevent emotional pain, but in order to hedge potentially against uh, misunderstandings related to emotional pain. 
So uh, it might be something of the sort of like beginning the day before Thanksgiving or the week before Thanksgiving until uh, January 2nd. Um, we can consider ourselves to be in a monogamous relationship together, committed relationship together. Um, January uh, January 2nd, uh, we are essentially uh, no longer monogamous. We, are, we, don't, we don't even have to talk anymore. That's the end. Uh, all, all terms of this particular arrangement have been satisfied. Um, and it's a, it's a cold approach, uh, certainly, but I suppose, you know, anything else is. Uh, because on January 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, um, <clears throat> it's almost as if that particular relationship never even happened. You're moving on like it never even happened. Uh, or, I mean, if, you know, if you're inclined to continue forward with it, that's, that's certainly, uh, your prerogative. But if you know yourself well enough to know that you're not the relationship type, uh, just the, the seasonally relationship type, um, and if you communicate this to your potential partner or partners, I think it could be very beneficial um, in customizing and modifying your romantic life to fit your um, your mentality specifically. Now, in true empowering the opposition form, uh, we've we've uh, talked about how this might be a good thing. We certainly have to talk about the counterpoint as to how this could be potentially detrimental. Um, and one of the ways that it could be detrimental is that uh, whenever you talk about the concept of monogamy, seasonal monogamy uh, or long-term monogamy, forever monogamy, um, there's always going to be an element of emotion involved. And the detriment of this is that January 3rd, there is going to be guaranteed, there's going to be at least some level of stress, some level of um, absence and abandonment, uh, feelings of abandonment. Uh, just because the holiday season has ended and the contract terms have come to an end, the arrangement terms have come to an end, doesn't mean that you just tell yourself to stop feeling feelings and now you could just move on with the rest of your year. Maybe you pick the same seasonal monogamy partner uh, next year. Maybe you pick a different one. Maybe you pick different ones. Um, there's so many different relationship styles out there, right? So nevertheless, uh, anytime a relationship comes to an end, whether it's seasonal or not, there's always going to be that element of uh, emotional pain and having to uh, build that resilience, uh, which you know many people might not want to do. Uh, but that's no different than any other relationship, you know? So, so it's seasonal monogamy, you're taking the same kind of chance with your emotions being hurt, potentially being hurt, as you would with long-term monogamy. Um, for some, uh, particularly those who really know themselves, have that great deal of self-awareness, um, they can potentially find um, a partner and communicate uh, with that partner their intentions towards seasonal monogamy. And of course, that partner has the choice to say yes or no to that particular approach. Um, and then, you know, if they say no, you just, you're able to move on. There might be many seasons where you don't have a seasonal, uh, seasonal, uh, seasonally monogamous partner. Um, and you know, that's, that might be another detriment too, is that you're not guaranteed, um, uh, someone to fill that position, if you will, every single year, you know, with long-term monogamy, <clears throat> traditional monogamy, 
you know, you you're with someone, and you're with them uh, for the duration of your relationship, which means it's assumed that every weekend or every holiday, every uh, holiday season, every Valentine's Day, will be spent together without even having to ask. Uh, and that sort of default setting uh, in that customized, modified perspective could be very beneficial. And you don't quite get that uh, with seasonal monogamy, because with seasonal monogamy, you don't know who's going to be filling that position next year. It might be the same person, but that same person might be exploring other candidates uh, to replace you, you know? So uh, you don't have that that guaranteed person, not that you do in long-term relationships, but it's more of a guarantee uh, than when it comes to seasonal monogamy. Um, but I suppose if you're, you know, if you're working on yourself, if you're um, building yourself up to be the best possible person you can be, then you'll naturally attract people. And seasonal monogamy might not be very difficult for you to achieve if that's what you want to achieve, um, or that if that's the kind of customized, modified relationship that you you see uh, as being the best fit for you. Um, however, even the best of us might not be able to fill that position every single season. Um, but I think it's important to be respectful, truthful, and communicate effectively uh, in making sure that, you know, I'd love to say that in making sure that no one gets hurt, but that's just not realistic. When it comes to the topic of romance, it's, an, it's such an emotional topic that someone is always going to get hurt. Even even during the best times, someone is always going to get hurt. Um, so uh, that the emotional uh, sort of investment is always going to be there. Uh, but the idea is essentially to make it hurt as little as possible. Um, and part of the way of doing that and achieving that is by maintaining open communication, being truthful, and helping your partner understand that uh, that this is what your approach is. The last thing you want to do, or maybe you do, I don't, I'm not the type to, you know, tell you how to live your life. I've certainly covered um, uh, episodes uh, to related to topics on the benefits of lying, uh, you know, ghosting and stuff like that. So I could certainly see. Uh, counterpoint, true and pound the opposition form uh, toward that. Um, but at the same time, if, if you want to be uh, truthful with that person, it, it'll likely mean that emotions will be hurt, but there will not be intellectual confusion because the terms would have been set for the arrangement beforehand. <clears throat> well, that's all the time we have for today. I'm Dr. Nafis Alam, and this has been Empowering the Opposition. See you next time.